Hello, this is Lyle Phillips, Senior Pastor at Iris Nashville, and I would like to personally thank you for downloading and listening to our podcast each week. To find out more information about Iris Nashville, you can find us online at irisnashville.com. Thanks, and God bless. This is my second time to Nashville, and just like I tell, I keep telling Lyle and all my friends, you just guys do things cool. Like everything in Nashville is cool. Like you go to the you go to barista parlor, it's cool. You get you can every clothing need is met here. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, so uh, let's start off real quick. First, I just want to brag on these two. So thankful for them. Uh, getting, you know, when, when you're going to church and you get to see your pastor and, and they're up here doing the thing, you don't really get some time with them alone. And um, I got to spend some time with Allison and Lyle from Friday to now. And, uh, dude, they're the real deal, guys. You've got some amazing pastors and, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're spending time with them, there's things that you just look for. You just, you just want to just see. And, and the way Lyle loves Allison and the way Allison loves Lyle, it's just amazing. And the, and the way they just parent their son, Isaiah, it's just, it's beautiful. So you guys got the real deal. So I just want to tell, you know, take them out to coffee, take them out to dinner, buy them a car, whatever. But, like, it, it, hey, it happens. I got, I got given one. About two weeks ago, so you'll hear a little bit about that. But, uh, dude, they're, they're the real deal. And, uh, dude, guys, I'm so honored that you guys let me come here, seriously, because, you know, I can make a big mess, and I don't have to clean it up. But, um, no, you guys are amazing, and thank you. Thank you, bro. You guys, um, I want to give you a little bit about me. My name is Mike. I'm the, a pastor at The Stirring. How, how many of you have been to Reading? Have you got? wow, come on. How many of you want to go to Reading? Lyle's like, don't put your hand up. Don't put your hand no, up. But no, um, yes, I'm, Redding, I'm, I'm at Reading, been there about eight years, but I'm originally from New Jersey. So I, I moved from New Jersey to go to Reading, go to school there, went there for three years, and then the Lord just had called me and my wife to the Stirring, which is an amazing local church that God is doing so much at. And I have two, uh, two boys. I was about to say wives. What the heck? <laughs> No. Lyle's like about to take the mic right now. I'm like, you're done, Mike. You're done. No, I have two boys. I have an amazing wife, Fontella. She couldn't be here. She is at home tending to them. That's, that's, that's Fontella. I know what you're asking. How did you get to marry her? And I'm anointed. That's why. So, but um, no, she's, she's amazing. She's smarter than me. She hears God. And I love her. And these are my two boys. This is Harper and Oliver. I know what you're asking. Harper's white and Oliver looks Puerto Rican. I know. They're both my boys. One is not adopted. They're both mine. He's white and blue eyes. And that kid is straight up Puerto Rican. But they're, they're beautiful. He's going to be five and he's one years old. So uh, that's my family. I miss them dearly. Uh, but I am gr- so stoked to be with you guys tonight. 
So I've got, I, I've got some uh, words I want to share with you guys. Can I do that? I want to I share some words with you. I, I, was, I was on the flight, and um, I was spending time with the Lord just asking, hey, what do you want to say? So I wrote some things, and it was really cool that hearing Lyle just give that word because that's a, along the lines that what I had written, and I'm not good enough to, like, remember it all, so... I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to look at you. I'm not shy. I'm just, I got to read it. So um, here we go. This is what I got for you guys. And I just want you, if you want to receive it, it's yours. But this is what I really feel like the Lord's speaking over Legacy Church. Uh, so here we go. God has anointed you to be a church that addresses the social issues of today. You will be a church that responds with love and doesn't react with fear and anxiety. But a people group that goes to the Father to see what he's doing. You will know when to speak, to mourn, and to pray. Churches will look to you and see how you are responding. You will be a driving spirit to addressing the issues of today. There is a wisdom beyond your years here. God has entrusted you with this because he has seen your hearts, and they, are, they aren't hearts of vengeance but of peace. You will love the unloved. You will extend the Father's hand when no one will. And I want you to remember this because... When no one is extending their hand, you will extend it. And then you'll, you'll question yourself, am I doing the right thing? And you are. You don't give your heart in pieces. You give it fully. This is a church that will have a voice in this city because you love the answer. And they are looking for an answer. You will be the modern-day martyrs meaning you will die to yourself for to him to get the glory. You will drop all fear of man, status, reputation, so the unloved can be loved. So, dude, you guys are amazing. I, we were worshiping, and I'm like, you have, like what I felt in here was just a place of just, you're just like kids that just want to please the Father. And when you're kids that want to please the Father, obedience follows that. And then he's like, all right, let's just give him a voice in this city. And I believe that. So um, that's for you guys. I, ha I have some other words. Can I ju I'm just going to share some words, and then we're going to keep going. It's okay. And then we'll eventually get into the word. Don't worry. People that are like, want the word, you're going to get it. You can I promise. Asaph is about to go like this. Peace. I'm out. But um, hey, Michael. Where's Michael? Oh, all right. Um. Love you, bro. This guy was always at my parents' house with my brother. Amazing. You guys have an amazing worship leader, worship pastor, given to the Lord. But um, I'm a, here's the thing. People like, some people like manifest different ways. I cry. So if I cry, it's okay. It's okay. But, um, dude, I, I want to commend you on your loyalty. And that's what the Lord told me. You're a loyal man. You're loyal to Allison, Lyle, and the legacy family. And you know how to believe in people. See, now it comes. Uh, you know how to believe in people past the brokenness. And there's breakthrough that you're longing to have, and it's through that. You have the eyes of the Father. 
and you know how to look through people through their brokenness and there's a there's a you've seen people question your empowerment because you're like they were like I don't know if you would empower them I don't and you're like uh uh-uh. uh I see them the way the father sees them and there's breakthrough coming for you that there's breakthrough that you're searching for and that the Lord is going to be releasing to you because you see them the way the father does So, Father, I thank you for Michael. I thank you for his heart. Church, if you just want to extend your hand to him, Father, I thank you for him. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, come upon him right now. And I just, I I pray the uh, anointing, uh, uh, just a breakthrough anointing to come over him. I thank you for his obedience to you, God. I thank you for his loyalty to his lead pastors, to this church, God. And I thank you that he sees them. He sees the broken the way you see them, God. That there, there's no religious eye that he has, but he has the eye of the Father. So, Father, I thank you, and I thank you for him. In Jesus' name. Shoot, come on. Um, Briar, where's he at? There he is. Come on, bro. Nick. Bro, I, I felt the Lord just tell me with you when I was in the plane, you're at the beginning stages of your dream. And that you're not lost, but you're at the beginning stages of your dream. And you're like asking, am I, am I, am I walking? See, I'm okay. <laughs> it's just the Lord. But you're asking the Lord, hey, am I, am I on the right path to this? And I, and I felt the Lord let him know he's at the beginning stages of his dream. He's not lost. He is not lost. And um. I just appreciate you, man. Like, I, when I found out you guys were here, I'm like, that's awesome. You guys, you guys, I look at you guys, you're heavyweights. And you have an amazing marriage. Amazing marriage. And the Lord has his hand upon you. I even, now I'm even seeing more. I'm seeing the Lord anointing you for couples. I see the Lord actually having his hand upon I, you. You have been questioning, God, can I do this? And he's going to speak through you to, mar- to married couples and couples that are struggling. The Lord has anointed you, Erica. She's, I see him having his hand on you for this. You, you break when you see marriages struggling, when you see relationships breaking. You ha- you, your heart breaks for them. And you're like, what? You, I see you asking in the secret place, God, what can I actually do? I don't know what to say. It's almost this question, it's almost this question God, I have only been married for this many years. How can I speak into this? And I felt like the Lord said, no, I've given you wisdom beyond your years and just be obedient to the people I've placed before you. Okay, you're an amazing wife to him. You're an amazing husband to her. But God has anointed you guys for that, dude. You're on your you're on your path. All right, bro. Come on. This will probably break me the most because I wasn't gonna do this because I love him dearly. He's one of my closest friends. <laughs> He's looking at me now. Well, I wasn't gonna prophesy prophesy over you, Mason, because I just wasn't because I'll break down in tears. But um. I I went uh, I went to get my Bible. I was crying and worship, and I needed to get my Bible, get my napkin, and I saw you just sitting down and praying. And I just saw the Lord anoint you for prayer. You're so anointed for prayer that you know how to go in the presence of the Father. And just be with him. 
And it's almost been this, this battle. God, am I the man you want me to be? Am I? And that's, I, I just saw the Lord on you just be like, man, this is my son that knows how to pray with me. And he's anointed you to pray. And it wasn't just this small prayer stuff. It's corporate. It's nationwide prayer. And I just see God ha- has his hand upon you for that, bro. So I love you, man. Bless you, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm okay, I promise. I'm Puerto Rican. That's why I'm more emotional. Um, okay. Okay. That's one. Step one. Done. Hey, I can't come to Legacy without gifts. So I came, can I, uh, Michael, right onto you or Asaph, if one of you got, you want to hand them to Asaph first. Um, again, I oversee a ministry called The Six, and um, it's just young adults. We gather at night, Sunday night, and what God's doing at the stirring at, at The Six is amazing. I'm not like this this pastor that's written a whole bunch of books, but I design cool shirts. So um, I love to give you guys some shirts from The Stirring and The Six. Uh Ace of first hands up, just throw them at them. Like you guys can have them. Um, there's some are girls, some are guys. They're all split up. Just give them. If give it to your girlfriend, your wife, if you know. But it, it's just something from home. I wanted to bless you guys. Uh, we're just seeing cool stuff. There you go. Just hand it out. Oh, dude, just like yeah, just the six. It, it's cool. We we've had what's cool. We had stuff like I had a guy. We we did an offering call, and he took my team to the side. And he actually, uh, he gave my team weed, saying, I'm giving this up for my offering. It was, it was crazy. My team was like, what do I do with this? I was like, throw it away. <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, sell it. God will make it righteous. Um, but no, uh, I didn't tell him to do that. I didn't tell him to do that. But bless you guys. Just want to bring some stuff to you. Um, again, I'm so honored that I'm here. Um, but uh, let's pray real quick, and, and we'll get right in. Mm. Father, we just thank you. We 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 thank you for who you are, God. You're always faithful, and you're always good. We can always hold to that. So, Father, I just, I just bless this house. I bless what they're doing here, God, a voice in a city, God. And I just, I just bless this, this, the lead pastors here, the team here, God. I just bless them. Have your hand upon them. And uh, Holy Spirit, just rest as you rest on Jesus. And all God's people said? And all God's people said? All God's people said, I tell people, if we get to the third loudness, then I won't have to go that many times. But, um, great. So, um, I just want to tell some, share some stories with you guys and what the Lord has done with me. And we'll go from there and see what the Holy Spirit does. Sound fun? Good. Um, if you want to walk out, you can just go like this, and I know what that means. So, um... A while ago, my wife and I found ourselves in a, in a tough season. And in that tough season, we, we were, long story short, we were renting a house from our friends, close friends of us. And they were, they were blessing us. They were, 
they were like, hey, we want to bless you. We want you to end up actually owning this home. And we were like, absolutely. Like this was, we felt like this was our dream home. And we just start dreaming. We're like, oh my gosh, we're getting to move out of an apartment to, to home, a house with a pool. And we're just dreaming so much. And uh, we get to live in there, and we're living there about, a, I think it's about a year, and all of a sudden, my wife calls me, and she's like, you need to come home now. I'm like, what's up? And there's just smoke smelling in our house, and we're like, what is going on? The whole fire company comes out. They can't find anything what's wrong, and they're smelling like this electrical smoke, and they find out finally is this air conditioning unit, and it breaks, and that's like a $10,000 fix. So the people that own the home, they're like, hey, guys, um, I know the plan was to sell it to you guys, but uh, we're gonna ha- we have to sell it now. And I know we were thinking long term, and we're like, we we are in no position to buy a home right now. And I just like I go to the Lord. And I said, Hey, come on, like this. You said this was my house, and I'm like, you're dropping the ball here. But uh. Yeah, I, it was just a tough season for us because, like, what do we do? We went through every avenue to find out if we can we can purchase the home. And uh, it was just really tough for us. And my, my wife uh, is having a rough time. We thought it was the dream home. And then the Lord um, just, I went away and I said, God, uh, I told my wife, I, I got to leave. I got to leave. I got to go. I got to spend some time with the Lord. I got to get the word of the Lord. And he gave me this word that was just, phenomenal for this season that I was in and and wrestling with this promise that I thought and what was amazing the Lord spoke to me after this word and he was like hey wait till August and we waited till August and out of nowhere we had no idea we get a phone call and we receive an inheritance to buy a home so it was crazy. We were like, we have, we have no savings for a home. We have nothing to, okay, here's all this chunk of money. Now you can go buy home. And it, it, this is a word like the Lord had given us to just, just to, to bring us at peace, but just to show him who he is and that he's just faithful. He's good no matter what season. So if you guys want to open up to, to Matthew 14, and it's Jesus walking on water. Some of you, you know, just open up your Bibles, vintage. Some of you guys got the phone, iPhone. It's great. So I see the, I hear the pages flicker. I, I love my Bible. It's vintage. Um, so you've got Jesus and his disciples. And before this moment is about to happen, This is the moment right before Jesus has fed the 5,000, before that John the Baptist has died, and he's been beheaded. This is Jesus' close cousin. Jesus leaves away to leave the multitude. They follow him. He's moved with compassion, and he goes with the disciples, and they feed the 5,000. They come down. They are now, Jesus is with the disciples, and he says, hey, I want you to go. So he immediately, in Matthew, you were reading, immediately he sends the disciples off. They go off, and they're in this boat. Everybody knows the story, right? You guys, a lot of people know the story of Jesus walking. Well, too bad you get to hear it again. So um, 
he walks on the water. He, he tells them to, to go out in the water, and they are in this boat by themselves together. And the boat starts to win. You know, the storm happens, and they're afraid, and they see Jesus in the distance. And they go off and see Jesus in the distance, and they see him, and they, they're in fear. They're troubled. And they go out and say, they cry out in fear, and he goes, don't worry, it's I. It's me. Be of good cheer, he goes. So he goes and tells them, be of good cheer. They, they go and look out, and they see it's Jesus. And Peter, you know Peter, he's the first one to talk all the time. Like, he won, if you mess with his pastor, he'll cut your ear. It's just, he's one of those people. I can relate to Peter, because I'm one of those guys that, like, I might lose my salvation. But, like, if you mess with my friends, I don't know. You just, I'm going to need to eat in her seeds, speak in tongues, and then we'll go. But Peter, I can relate to. He's the first to respond. He comes out and says, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. Right? So he tells him, hey, if it's you, tell me to come out. So Jesus goes and says, come. Jesus, Peter comes out of the boat, begins to walk on water, sees Jesus face to face. He sees the storm. He begins to sink Jesus grabs him and goes, to, grabs him immediately, grabs him up, picks him up, says, him, oh, you have little faith, picks him up, brings him on the boat. The storm stops, and they all worship Jesus. And I want to share some of my thoughts from this story. And I, I've read this story before. How many times do you guys read stories over and over again, but it just, it starts evolving. It starts changing. And I read this over and over because I'm just like, man, wh there's something here, God, that you're speaking to me, and I want to hear what it is. So how many of you guys, when I say seasons, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a moment in time. A moment that you're experiencing in your life, that it's whether it's a good season, it's a tough season, no matter what, right? The first thing I, I want to cover when I just talk with seasons, a lot of times the church has developed this theology of, hey, godliness reflects directly with your suffering. Meaning, if I'm going through a bad time, it means I was ungodly somewhere. Like so often, how you see your friend and they're like going through a tough time and you're like, oh, they must be sinning. They must be sinning because look at that. Like we, we, we develop this theology of like if I, if I have this performance set up, then I'm good, right? Now, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, I, I'm not coming in here and like, okay, claiming suffering. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is I want to get rid of the mindset when there is a season that is challenging, the question, what did I do wrong, doesn't come up. Because so often we get this, this season that comes in front of us, and then the first question is, what did I do wrong to get this season? Right? And I just want to break that off. I, don't, I, I want to break that whole concept where we're immediately, we'll see in other people's lives, we'll see in other people, they must be, whoa, 
they're doing something wrong because they're suffering. It's like Job. Job suffered, and he was righteous. Jesus suffered, and he didn't sin. So my whole thing is when I'm seeing someone in a season, what if this is a season to actually reveal them? That, that's where when I come with seasons, I'm at, I always look, it's what is God doing them with them to actually reveal who they actually are? Job, he revealed a relationship with God. Because he, here's the thing, he loves to show off his kids. I want to show how we can actually posture ourselves in seasons, right? Because so, so how many times it's like you get in a season and the first reaction is like just crying, just yelling, fear. Like, you know, the guy that always loses his girlfriend, he's like, why, God, why? And you're always like, no. I know. You're like, bro, come on. No. But like seriously, you, you have these seasons in and these times, and I, I, wanna, I want us to explore this word where it just shows you how can I posture myself in a season? How can I actually see where God is in this season in my life, right? And, and that's where I, I, I want to break that mind where we come in and we're like, hey, like, what did I do wrong? I've got, I go start looking, and then I develop this performance mindset that, man, if I do one plus one, I'm good. And I'm like, man, God, Jesus was perfect, yet he suffered. Like, I think, there's, I think there's, the church needs to de- just destroy that old theology and come up with, hey, what is God doing? What is he revealing? We always say in our church, we go and say, um, God doesn't test you to fail you, but to reveal you. That's the thing. Like, he doesn't, he, we go and say, God didn't cause your suffering, but he's in your suffering. Like, that's the thing. So many people are like, okay, well, God you know, what I do wrong? I'm like, bro, you didn't do anything wrong. Let's just see where God is right now. Now, do now do I understand, man, your choices make awake? Absolutely. Your choices make awake. There are consequences to choices. Absolutely. I'm not saying, hey, go do whatever you want and then be like, Jesus, I understand. <laughs> there's choices and you, there's, wa- there's a wake that is made. There's a wake that you make for your gen- the next generation. There's a wake that you make for your kids. There's a wake that you make for your family based off the choices you make. Absolutely. But I, I want to break that off where it's like, man, the first thing, when a season comes, when a trial comes, when there's something that, man, I have to climb up the hill or there's a wall, it, the question, what did I do wrong, doesn't come up. Because when you look at the disciples, they didn't cause a storm. They were sent into it. So the, the first thing that happens with a season when we go into it is, like, the first question is, like, hey, what did I do wrong? And then the other two, I'm the only one going through it, right? So, like, the enemy just wants, his first attack is to make you and manipulate you into feeling that you're all alone. Like, that's his first, it's like, how do I make them feel like they're completely alone? So, like, so often we enter our seasons and we're like, no one's, no one knows what it is to break up with their girlfriend. No one knows. Like, you don't know, bro, she broke my heart. 
But right, no, but like even losing a job or losing a loved one, the first thing the enemy wants to do is he wants you to feel like you are all alone. He wants to manipulate that you're all alone. He wants to, how do I seclude you? How do I manipulate you? Or that, that you seclude yourself. How do I do that? Easy. The first thing he does is you're the only one. You're the only one battling depression. You're the only one battling anxiety. You're the only one that's being tempted. You're the only one that is being tempted with lust. You're the only one. You're the, it, it starts, he starts going and bringing you. And now your heart starts posturing to this place of I'm just shame. And it just starts going to this place of this season. Now you, you have shame in a season that you have no power over. You just start calling Because you know what shame does? Shame says I'm worthy, I'm nothing. I'm garbage. Conviction says I'm going to convince you of who you are. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So it's, you start coming into place and you start shaming yourself. And you're like, the enemy's now at work manipulating you into, hey, how do I make you feel alone? Well, I love this in verse 22. This is the thing that brought me so much joy. You go in here, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. He didn't go say, immediately he sent Peter away. He said, immediately he sent the disciples away. So the thing is, you've got disciples. Peter's out on a boat with his closest friends. The one thing that I want you to do is that whatever season is, is who are the people that God has put me out on this boat with? That's the first thing because the reality is God has put you out on this boat with the closest friends. You've just got to be aware of who it is. You've got to ask the question, who are the people that you put in my life? I'm telling you, one of the biggest successes to life is putting the right people around your life. You got a person that's negative, be like, peace, bro, I can't take it. You got someone that makes you laugh, make sure they're with you 24-7. Listen, I got people in my life that make me laugh. Just make laugh. That's Mason. (laughs) He just makes me laugh. Like, you've got to have people in your life that just make you laugh. You've got to have people that actually challenge you. You've got to have people that stretch you. And God has strategically put people in your life. He's put you out on a boat, and he's put you with those people. And that's like, that that one line just brought so much joy to me. I'm like, oh, snap. I'm on a boat with one of my closest friends. If you look, here's 25 to 29 we're going to read right now. It's one of my favorite parts. Because now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, If it is a ghost, if if it is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Listen, here's just a, just a nugget. If you're just in a tough season, just be happy. That's the solution. I know it's as easy as said, but there's sometimes, some people are like, hey, man, what, where, you are not lacking. The enemy's always going to make you feel like you're lacking. So you've got, there's so, it's so easy in the season to find the lack and not find the abundance. There's got to be an abundance in your life. You just got to find it and just say thank you. And then start generating this place of this positivity that starts lifting up. Right? Anyway, he, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said to come. And Peter had come down out of the 
out, and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. How often we, we come, we, we, in our season, in our season, we're like looking for a word. We're like so often like, give me a word. I need a word. Or we're like crying out to God. And we're like, I, I, need, I need this word because I'm in a scary place right now, right? I'm in this place of, man, I don't know what to do. It's really scary, right? And I read this, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Because what happens is they're in this scary place. When they saw Jesus, they were scared. They didn't say, oh, it's Jesus. They, they weren't scared when, when they, they, I mean, they didn't know it was Jesus when they first saw him. Their reaction was fear. They were scared. And so often we'll get in our season and we'll like, we'll just go into the place, hey, can you give me a word? I need prayer. Can you, I all, I, I, trust me, I know the power of words and I know prayer. I'm not negating any of that. But what I'm saying is so often we see that, but we, we go for that. But in the reality is Jesus is actually in the middle of the storm with you. Right? And here's the thing. Jesus looks like the scary thing, but he actually is the invitation to the miraculous with him. I, I, you guys are, man, I'm coming back. Um, so here, here's the reality. Like, I had, I'm just going to share stories with you. Another one is we, as a church, we have, um, purchased this, we are in works of, of purchasing this warehouse that's right next to us for a mentoring project for the city, for at-risk youth in our city. An amazing warehouse, and God is moving in, a, in an amazing way. And it's called the Catalyst Building. And um, our, our lead pastor brings us in, and hey, guys, it starts with us in creating um, an offering for this. We've got, it, got has, to, has to come from us first. So like I told you, I was given a car. And we already had two cars. And someone had given us a van, which you know, if you have two kids, hallelujah. Because now you can have more kids. <laughs> but the, the thing is, <laughs> seriously, now like the talk has begun with my wife. Do we have more? I don't know. I want to run through a wall. But, um, hey, how many parents up in this? Like, seriously, right, dude? Like, I love my kids. Don't get me wrong, but man, I want to run through a wall sometimes. So, like, Harper loves the Lord. Oliver, he's working it out because he'll look at you and he'll just, like, pop you in the face. And I'm like, are you saved? Like, we'll pray. We'll worship with him. And I'm like, I need to, like, dude, one time, here's a really short story. I had a cult come into our church, right? And he goes, where are you being persecuted? I was like, my son's. Because they, I told my son one time, I said, hey, do you know Jesus is the lion and the lamb? And he goes, no, he's a lion, daddy. And I was like, yeah, he's a lamb too. He goes, no, you're wrong. I was like, there's my persecution. <laughs> but so, so I come, we get this van given, long story short, we get this van given to us and we're freaking out. And then we have this other car and we're like so stoked because now we get to bless the catalyst movement. And I'm like, we'll sell the car. And we'll take that $1,000 and we'll pour it into the catalyst movement. Or the other option is like we get a chance to give someone a car because someone gave us a car. So we're just like, oh, my gosh, what do we do? Let's, let's make a choice. So then the Lord speaks to me and goes, hey, I want it to cost you. 
And I'm like, dude, that scares me right in my face. I'm like, cost me? And I'm like, because the other thing you don't know, the other car that I had, I have two cars. One of them, the other one was given to me as well. I know. I got an anointing for cars. Do you need prayer after? I'll give it to you. But that was given to me. So it wasn't costing me for to sell it and give it away and give the money back. It wasn't costing me. And the Lord says it needs to cost you. And financially with my wife and I, we're like, whoa, what does that look like? Like this, this is challenging. So he gives me a number and I tell my, lo- my wife and I'm like, babe, don't hit me. But the Lord told me it needs to cost us and it needs to cost this much. Pray before you hit me. Pray. And she prays. And um, the next day she writes the check and we give it. And this was costing us. And then we've decided to take the, the car and give it to someone as a gift. But we're like, man, this is costing us. And it's, it's the scary thing. But Jesus is right in the middle. He's the, it, it's, it's the invitation to the miraculous. It's, the, it's him, like, so often I'm look, you're looking for a word, but Jesus is right in the middle of the storm. And he's saying, he says, come, and you get to do the miraculous with him. So the crazy thing is that was Sunday. We write the check. We give it in. Tuesday, another thing you guys don't know me, I do some consulting with, like, businesses, branding, just helping them out, just marketing, stuff like that. And I do some consulting, help them, just creative. And a guy came up to me Tuesday and said, hey, I would love you to do some creative stuff with me to help me out. And I was like, yeah, sure, just email me. And a lot of times that happens, it just falls through. He emails me. And, in, and in it, it is a job that would actually pay all my debt, pay everything. And I'm like, I'm just being vulnerable with you guys, okay? It's just being transparent. But the Lord just like, I will give you, I mean, the guy was like, this, it, I quoted him. He said, this much is the biggest job I've ever faced in my life. I've never experienced a job like this. And it is the, the exact amount of money that would pay off my whole debt. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, Fawn, did you just see? I saw. Did you just, did you see? I, I saw. I'm like, did you just see what happened? The scary thing was actually an invitation into the miraculous. Because now storehouses were open that I didn't even know. Right? That's the thing. Like some of you guys, the, the scary thing the Lord's inviting in, you into, some of you, it's, it's just generosity. Some of you, the scary thing is forgiveness. Some of you guys, it's, it's, the scary thing is prayer. Some of you guys, it's, it's standing and have a voice and, and having something to say, and it's the scary thing. But it's Jesus saying, come out, and it's the invitation to the miraculous. Because what happens is Peter comes out, walks on water with him. He's inviting you. That's why when there's a season that is any type of season, I'm always quick to ask God, where are you? Where are you? I don't want to ask, what are you doing? I want to ask, where are you? Because where are you then positions me to go right to you. So often I'm like, God, I want to hear you when he's saying all I want is proximity. He's like, you want this answer one plus one, and I just want to hold you with me. 
He's a good father. He just wants to spend time with you, right? Why do you think Peter had to come out and walk on the water with him? Because God wanted to show him that he could actually do it with him. Because God could have just stopped the storm. God could, if God could, it's God. You can do whatever he wants. He could have just stopped the storm. But instead, he asks Peter, he tells Peter and invites him into the storm. Right? So what is he doing? He actually wants to show Peter, hey, I don't want to stop the storm with you. I want actually, I mean, I don't want to stop the storm. I want to actually show you that you have power over the storm. I want to give you an authority. I want to show you that you can actually walk on the storm. I want to actually show you that you can actually conquer this. I want to actually make history with you. That's the thing. He, want, he longs to make history with you. If he does it all the time, he doesn't make history with you. But actually, anointing comes from making history with God. Why was David anointed? Because he killed the lion and the bear when no one was seeing. And then he's anointed to be king way before he was king. Anointing comes. We, see, we watch so often the people that are doing the things, and man, they're jamming, right? But we don't look in the back the, what they have done in the secret place, the, the season that they've asked God, hey, God has asked them to come, hey, come out with me, and you're like, I don't see that, and they actually do it, and that's when the Lord's like, okay, let's, can, let's do the miraculous together. This is what I love, too. He, he, he could have stopped the storm, right? And it would have been done. But why does he do it in the storm? He does it also for authority, but why? Because he longs to show his kids off to the devil. He longs to show. Like, Joe, what did he do? He bragged on him, right? He longs to do. That's why so often he goes, he goes and, 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 and he takes Job and the devil and says, look at him. Look at him. See, some of you, he just wants the devil to be like, hey, he's got his foot on his throat. And he said, look, look, she's writing a book. Look, <laughs> like, that's what he wants to do. Like, look, he's writing an album. Like, st stop, look. He's right. He, this is why I do it in the storm. So he's here so he can see it. That's why. So often I was like, I don't want the storm. I want the storm. But he's like, I want to show you off so I can hold him down and say, hey, look at my son. Look at my daughter. I want to reveal them. I want to show you who they are. Right? Well, I may, he places the banqueting table in the, in the presence of his enemies. Why? Because he wants to show you off to the enemy. That's what he does. He just wants to show you off. That's just, that's, that's just a good father. What did he do with Jesus? Oh, my gosh. He showed him off to humanity. And then who gets the glory? The father does, right? Whenever, whenever you ever watch a sporting game, sporting event, the first thing they want to ask about the athlete, who's their dad? Who's their mom? Right? They, they get, they, they, he gets the glory. But he longs, he longs to show off his sons and daughters. Can I have the worship team? Come, come up. Okay. 
You get to come, Mike? Oh, yeah. Dang. See, there, there's, there's moments in this story where you look at Jesus and Peter, and the moment, you okay? Okay. No, you're good. There's moments, there's moments with Peter and Jesus because at the, at, towards the end of the story, he begins to sink, right? He begins to sink because he looks at the storm. What happens is when I see that is some of us, we just have to stop encountering the storm and start encountering Jesus. How often do we just like, all we do is encounter the storm and we don't encounter Jesus right in the middle of it. We'll build a house in the storm. We'll go buy an umbrella in the storm. We'll like, we'll expect the storm. We'll look at the forecast for the storm. We'll do everything. We will encounter the storm. And the moment we encounter the storm is when it, it starts, we start sinking, right? It's so often we've got to stop encountering the storm encounter and encounter Jesus, Right? This whole reason why he brought them out to water, if you look in John, you know what he says when he brings them out? Before he brings them out, he perceived that they would make him king when he fed the people. Right? And immediately he says, let's go. Why? If I start rolling in here with like Justin Bieber and he's with me, you're going to be asking, who's this guy? Right? Listen, God, Jesus didn't want them to have an encounter with man. He wanted them to have an encounter with him. That's why. Jesus, he's like, now it's time for you to stop encountering the storm, but encounter me. I want you to encounter me, not the storm. Some of you have just been told lies that you deserve the season you're in. That the enemy is just like, you. this is where you're supposed to be. And all along, you've just been building a home in there. You've been buying an umbrella. You've been... But the Lord's like, hey, just say, tell me. Call out to me. And I'll say, come, and I will invite you into the miraculous. I will invite you into doing something that will change your life. I will invite you to conquer the very thing that causes fear in your life. He invited Peter to come out, walk on water. The storm had caused them to have fear. The storm... And it caused them to be scared and anxiety filled. And Jesus goes and tells Peter to walk on the water. He says, come. He says, come. And he walks on water. Some of us, we just got to stop encountering the storm and just encounter Jesus. You know why also he began to sink when he took his eyes off him? Because we're not meant to do this life without him. We're not meant to do this life 
without him. We've minuted our lives to this Sunday thing, and I'm like, man, no. Life is so much more richer. Why, why can't a guy, why can't a guy or a woman produce a song and they are experiencing the kingdom in that? Why can't they just make music and experience the Holy Spirit in that? God doesn't want this Sunday thing. And I, don't get me wrong, I believe in corporate worship. I believe in community and I believe in family. But we've got to get beyond the four walls of the church and be like, where's the kingdom at in everything we're doing? See, Jesus invites Peter to enter the miraculous with him. Why can't you, why can't you, so often we cut ourselves short when we're like, hey, I'm going on tour of music and Jesus, you know, the church will look at it and be like, Jesus is in that, and be like, dude, I experience Jesus in probably the most richest places when I go on tour. And I'm just giving examples, man. I'm just, I, I just want, I just want to be real. I want to do real talk with you guys. Like, I, I want us to expand us that do not minute this life, this rich life to a Sunday thing. But the Lord wants to invite us out into waves and conquer the very things that man is afraid of. Some of you, the storm is to write a book. Some of you, the storm is to go to your wife and say sorry. But Jesus is right in the very middle of it. Some of you, the storm looks like building that business that I dreamed of doing. And you, you, you've, you've decided to build your home in this place that's just not what God suited for you. And all you've done is encounter that. You're like, I'm in this tough season. I, I, all I do is encounter this, this part of my life that I can't do. I can't live. I'm so tired of it. And I want that dream, but it terrifies me. And yet Jesus is like, come. Come. Let's walk on this thing together. Let's conquer this thing together. You are far more capable than the things that you can even imagine. The storm is nothing, and he does it with his sons and daughters. Why? Why does he do it in the sun? Because he tells the devil, look, I want you to see her. I want you to see her because she's setting captives free. Look. Because we step in the storm and we're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? I can't do this. We step in the storm and we're so lost in it. And we're like, I won't step out into it. I won't. But he says, come, because I want the enemy to see how anointed you are. I want to see how creative you are. I want to show him that you have a heart for the broken. I want to show them what family looks like. So often we hide our family because we're like, hey, I don't want you to know what real intimacy looks like because it looks like nerdy. It looks like, oh, don't look that. But you close your family in. But the Lord's like, show them what family looks like. Like you guys, Jesse and your brother right there. That's the word that I just hear for you guys. There is something about you. It brings me to tears because you guys know what it looks like. You know what to show what loving brothers are. God has anointed you guys to show what family is.
And I know sometimes it's a storm and it's like, hey, it's not the cool thing to show that I've got love for my brother. It is not the cool thing to show. But actually, it is the very storm that God is inviting you into that you conquer having a vo- have a voice for. He's saying, stop encountering the storm and encounter me. Stop encountering a man and encounter me. Stop encountering the storm. Dude, you gotta love church. You gotta love church, dude. You gotta love church. You gotta love it, dude. Like, you can't have fun in church, man. You gotta have fun in church, and you guys know how to worship, too, man. There was like a mist, man. It's like sweat. It's like a club. I love it. Man, he longs to reveal his sons and daughters. Jesus, this whole thing, what did it do? It revealed the son that a father would give to the world. It revealed the character of a father. The very, this was a storm. Jesus was entering a storm. And he asked, he said, God, if you don't want this, Father, if you don't want this for me, if you don't want this for me, take, if, this, if you could take this cup, take it away. And the Lord invites him in and says, come in this because we're going to conquer death right now. He's so good that he longs to do a life with you and that he's not sitting up there like this power trip thing. And he's sitting up there and he goes, I long to do life with you. I long to explore the riches of this world. I long to just see what you enjoy. I long to just sit with you. He's a good father. So often we cut him short and say, God, it's not holy enough for for you to be here. And he's like, I'm holy. I'm holy. So much we were like, you're, you get this place and I'm, he's, he is not insecure of your mess. He comes to you in your mess. We've got to stop encountering the storm and just kick it to the curb and encounter him. And I'm preaching to myself. Who, who, who are the creatives here? I want to pray for the creatives. If you can stand up right now, I just want to pray. Because I just, I, I, I felt like the Lord, oh my Lord, come on. It stops now that you don't have something to say. You have so much been the rejected one, the one that no one knows what to do with, that no one knows how to to handle you. It stops now, and it is time for you to walk out on that storm because Jesus is saying, come, encounter me, and let's walk on this thing because these lies that have put you in fear that you have not fully explored who you are with Christ because these people have said things to you. And I felt like the Lord has commissioned you to have a voice. 
I felt that I was coming here on the plane and I felt like the Lord said, commission them. Commission them to be fully creative. Be fully who they are. Some of you have been told things since you were a child, since you were a kid that no one understood you. No one knew how to teach you. Actually, dude, this, I don't know, Jesse, your brother, I forgot your name, um, Jake. Jake, I felt like the Lord, there, there was, there's things with you that the people have told you even as a child that they said, hey, they didn't know how to teach you. Like, man, you're rocking me because you remind me of my brother, Andrew. Like, the, 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 I had to go into the principal's office to actually take my brother out because they didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know how to teach him. And he's actually one of the most creative people I've ever seen in my life. But I felt like the, I've got to, I want to pray to break off these, these things because you're actually really creative. There's something that wants to be birthed out of you that the world is waiting to see. This is not like a little, dude, I actually see the clearest day that there's something waiting to be birthed out of you. And there's the full potential. There you are. I'm like, I'm thinking I see the long hair and I'm like, where? I'm talking to him. There you are. That's the one I was talking, right? That's Jesse, right? I mean, uh, Jake. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. But I felt, yes, it is time to break that off, dude. And there's something, your full potential of creativity is to be birthed out of you. Father, I break in Jesus' name whatever people have said right now. Whatever the teachers said have said, we forgive them in Jesus' name. We forgive them. We release them. They owe nothing to us. And we just pray for an abundance over his mind. Right, Father, speak to him right now. There's a language you only understand with the Father. There is something that you speak to the Father. And I think it's been one of the biggest challenges because no one can relate to you with your, your relationship with the Father. No one has able to understand it yet. There's something with you and the Father have a relationship that no one is able to understand yet and it's bringing you star. You're like, do I actually hear him? And I want to affirm to you that you actually hear the Lord and it is a creative way that when you put birth to it, when you actually put birth to it, people will actually understand this language. But no one will understand the language if you don't put birth to it. You've got to put birth to it. Little church, church, I'm going to put I'm going to put a little pressure on you right now. Listen, I'm going to put pressure on you. Sometimes you just need some. Sometimes I need just to kick you right now. Listen, people are being, are waiting to be set free because of your yes, right? Why? Because the moment they got on the boat together, they got breakthrough because the storm stopped and they started worshiping God, right? The moment they got on the boat, Peter and Jesus got on the boat, the storm stopped. Why? Because there's breakthrough that happens when you encounter God. Listen, dude, the moment you start doing this, there's going to be kids that were just like you when you're little that are actually going to experience breakthrough. They're going to experience breakthrough because of you. Just all, the, all the creators, if you could just put your hands out. I love this city because you can feel the dreams in this city. You could feel the dreams in this city. gotten this lie they'll do nothing with their creativity and I break it off in Jesus name I break it off in Jesus name this lie they'll do nothing with their creativity that's a hobby I break it off in Jesus name and I pray a release right now into the things of God that God has for you I pray for a release right now
your breakthrough, your encounter will bring breakthrough to other people. Jesus, Holy Spirit, God. Just sit there right now. Just receive from the Father. So much we have to, we feel like we have to talk and sometimes we just need to receive. to build the tabernacle he filled them with the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit has to take priority over the creativity you're so valuable to the kingdom you're so valuable to the kingdom sick someone's brother is sick little brother is there anyone here that your brother's sick you you can we get someone to pray for him right now I felt I felt the Lord just this storm that the Lord has given you a voice in this storm that he's given you a voice. That your voice carries breakthrough for your brother. And, it, and it's been this place of fear. I don't know what to say to him. I don't know if it's going to offend him. I don't know what he's going to take from it. And that's been the fear surrounding you. But the Father, I just felt the Lord just say, come, I've, I've got my hand upon your mouth and speak. Father, we pray healing in Jesus' name healing in Jesus name I want to limit it to this who are either in armed forces 
or know a immediate family member in armed forces, if you know that person, if that's you, can you come right here? I want to pray for you. There is a storm in our nation, and I want to pray. I thought Lyle said it perfect. He said it's time to pray. It is not time to say stuff. I mean, it's time to have voices, but it's not to just react out of fear, but it is time to pray. Church, this is a community, it's a family, it is time to pray. Anyone else, armed forces, like military, police, anything like that in this city, it's directly either you or directly tied to a family member. I want to pray for you right now. Even I'll, I'll leave it to even friend, like your direct friend that you know them. Guys, just come up line right here. Church, I'm going to commission you to pray. So often we come in family and we say, I'll pray, I'll pray tomorrow. And it never happens. Listen, prayer is powerful and we're going to do it. And there's a storm in our nation and God's inviting us to come out and conquer it. He's inviting us to step on the storm and say, hey, let's have an encounter with Jesus. Let's have an encounter with God. So church, this is what we're going to do. We're not just going to extend our hand to them and just say, hey, you're great. I want to invite you right now to lay hands on them. Church, I want to invite you come up. I want you to lay hands on these people right now. It doesn't matter if it's full because your prayers matter. It doesn't matter if someone's got a hand on them. I want your hand because your hand can carry the breakthrough. Your hand can carry the breakthrough. Come on, keep on. I want hands on them. I want you to start praying audacious prayers. I want you to start praying the miraculous right now for them. Just pray. Just pray God move. Just start out loud. I want you to pray for them right now. I want you to pray for that community. I want you to pray. I want to pray. I want to pray for all the other communities, the black community, the Hispanic community. Pray.
just pray right now that this, again, this is, I've started with, with calling the armed forces, but this is not just the armed forces thing. This is, it's so bigger than that. And I, and I want to call you into that. It's not just that one is better than the other. I just want to, I, I want to bring us in to a church of prayer. I want to invite you into prayer. I don't want you to invite you to be divided, but I want you to be a place of prayer. So Father, I pray for this church that they are no, known for their prayer, God. That they are known for their prayer, God. That they are known for the love of the Father. They're n- that they're not known for taking size, but they're known for your love, God. That they are known for prayer, God. That they are known to respond with the love of the Father. Father, we, it shows throughout history when we cry out to you, you hear the cry of your people. And Father, we cry out in this time, we cry out in prayer, God. We cry out for healing for everyone. Father, we pray for just unity. We just cry out for that, God. We cry out for healing amongst families across this nation. Healing amongst families across this nation. That you're not a God of division, but you're a God of family. You're a God of community. You're a God of a Father that loves us. That's who you are. That expresses himself in so many ways. Father, we cry out in this time, in this storm. And we pray, God, that you just invite us out to conquer this with you. That you invite us out to have an encounter with you, God. And it is time that this nation has an encounter with God. Thanks for subscribing to the Iris Nashville podcast. We'd love to hear back from you. If you don't mind, log into the iTunes store and leave us a rating and a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more accessible our podcast is to new listeners. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. God bless.